Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Second Timothy, the third chapter. Blessed be the holiest name of Jesus. We'll begin reading at verse 1. Our precious Heavenly Father, as we approach your word, we do it with reverence and humility. Thanking you for the word that became flesh to dwell among us. That we have been born of. That we renew our minds with. And that we wash our bodies with that we may stand before you clean, holy, and pure, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. As we study your word, Father, I know the word will go forth in demonstration of the spirit of power, and I know that your spirit will enlarge our capacity to receive revelation, knowledge, and wisdom, understanding, and ability in all things that pertain to life and godliness. We channel ourselves now to receive from your word. And I thank you that it will cause us to be living epistles of the living Christ, known and read of all men, that our lives may be a continual pageant of triumph, diffusing the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ everywhere we go. And I bless you for it now in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I'm reading from the Amplified Translation of 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. But understand this that in the last days there will set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered, lovers of money and aroused by an inordinate greedy desire for wealth, proud and arrogant and contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive and blasphemous scoffers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. They will be without natural human affection, callous and inhuman, relentless, admitting of no truce or appeasement. They will be slanderers, false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate and loose in morals and conduct, uncontrolled and fierce haters of good. They'll be treacherous, betrayers, rash and inflated with self-conceit. They will be lovers of sensual pleasures and vain amusements more than and rather than lovers of God. For although they hold a form of piety, true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid all such people and turn away from them. I believe the days of which the Apostle speaks, the Apostle Paul, are upon us. More so now than any other time in human history. I believe that people have become more self-centered and more selfish than any other time in human history. I believe that men are rejecting responsibility. I believe that women have become more independent, not willing to be submissive to authority. I believe that children have become very rebellious concerning Authority, not only in the home, but I mean in every sphere of life. 
We see it in our school system. We see it in our churches. And especially in our homes. Of course, they're only a byproduct of that which they've experienced in their own environment. In the house in which they live. Where either the father is not responsible, the mother is not submissive. Of course, the children, they're going to be a byproduct of that environment. I believe that the manifestations that are existing not only in the family, also in the church, are the direct results of satanic influence. I believe that Satan has fired his darts, his missiles, with the intent and purpose of destroying human life. I believe that the non-believer out there doesn't even know that Satan even hates them. And he is using them to be a catalyst for his own work in propagating the kingdom of darkness throughout this earth. I believe it's been responsible for creating an evil atmosphere and an, in, an evil influence that hovers not only over the non-believer, but I mean it gets into our churches, it gets into the family, the Christian home life, until, lo and behold, we begin to see it showing up even in the church, especially in the home. People are, as the Bible says, unable to bear it. They're in a state of perplexity. They don't know what to do. They've turned to every means available for help, trying to find it, but yet their hopes always being crushed because of the fact there is no help for those that believe in man, the world. Beloved, I'm speaking to you from the experience of just this being in the ministry and seeing what the devil is doing to the lives of human people. Watching what he's doing to the lives of people that have been born again. Watching the children of God being destroyed by the powers and forces of darkness because of a lack of knowledge. Watching those beloved ones for whom Jesus died and shed his precious blood for. Having their lives destroyed through divorce, through disease, through death. Destruction because of the children. And we can go on and on and on and on and on and just keep on naming it, but there's no sense on playing on what the devil has done or what he's doing. But I believe we need to be aware of what's taking place and what is happening all around us. We can't be naive to what's going on. We've got to know what's going on. We've got to see how Satan has begun to utilize every avenue and every means available. His darts have been, and missiles have been exploded into every realm and every avenue of life. By the way of television, by the way of radio, by the way of the newspaper, by way of the news, by way of magazines, by way, the way of vain amusements that he's talking about here, talking about way back generations ago, they're going to be caught up with vain amusements and vain games and things like that that have no spiritual profit in them. But there's going to be an atmosphere. There's going to be an influence that's going to hover over the people. That's what he's saying here. And even those that supposedly are pious, those that are supposedly religious, they're not going to be able to bear up under this. They're not going to be able to contend with it or to deal with it. 
Beloved, I believe that the Christian family is Satan's number one area of attack. I believe his missiles have been detonated. I believe they've been exploded. And I know they've come into every area of life, every avenue of life, every means available. He's utilizing them right now for the purpose of creating an atmosphere and an evil influence to keep us from the things of God, to get us caught up with the amusements of life. That's exactly what's going on right now. That's exactly what's happening right now. Even churches, and I mean Christian churches, those that have denied the power thereof, or he's saying right here, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, those that at one time were getting by because they preached uh, the doctrine of holiness or because they had a lot of social events in their church, they're finding out in this hour and at this day and age that just having a lot of social activities in the church and just preaching, you know, practical or legalistic holiness from an outward appearance, having a form of godliness, don't do this and don't do that, is not enough to protect themselves from the fiery missiles and the darts of the devil that have been unleashed against the, the children of God to protect them from divorce, to protect them from disease, to protect them from death, to protect their children from being taken captive by the devil at his will. It's not enough. It's not enough. Social activities are not enough. Legalistic holiness is not enough. An outward appearance of godliness is not enough. It's not enough to get us by in this life. As I said, even though we try to turn, and the people have tried to turn to another means of help, they've gone to Egypt, they've gone to the world, try to get a psychologist to help them out. And you know, there's a lot of Christian psychologists. I'm not putting them down, but I want you to know something, beloved. God is not a mind, and God does not work through the mind. God is a spirit, works through the spirit, and it has to take the power of God to deliver God's people at this hour. It won't be anything but the power of God that's going to deliver God's people at this hour. Your children will not be safe in this influence and atmosphere without the power of God. And unless we are filled and full of the Holy Ghost and power, we'll not see the salvation of our God. And He'll not be able to deliver His people as bad as He wants to. See, the, the battle is raging. The warfare is on. We, we're so you know, centered around this life that we don't see what's going on in the realm of the Spirit. But Satan has sent back. And in sitting back, he has watched over the scene of this life and what's going on. And he has devised certain missiles, fiery darts, strategically, planned out his plan of attack. And he says, I'm going to infuse all that I can into every media of life to get to the people, to get them to, to, to divert their interest into other directions, to keep them away from getting all that power with God. And he's doing it. People are so, I'm, I'm amazed. People are so caught up in video games, it amazes me. But they cannot see that there is a force that drives them there to keep them away from God. I see it in the sports field area. And I've been one that's been delivered from that area. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You can get caught up in any sphere of life, any area of life. And if you're allowed to get a hold of you, it'll get a hold of you. It'll keep you from the power of God being manifesting in through your life. No, God wants us to have a divine flow of power that is so mighty, that is so powerful, that whenever the you know, enemy sticks up his ugly head and tries to attack the people of the living God, when he tries to put upon us the diseases of the world, when he tries to get our children to make them live for him and follow his influences, when he tries to come and bring divorce to our house, that we stand up in that almighty name of Jesus and the power of God comes on us and we're not coming to him with psychology, we're not coming to him with, with worldly ways and, and human means, we we are coming in in the name of the Lord of hosts and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the power of God will dispel and expel all the forces of evil and darkness. 
That is the only way marriages are going to stay together. That is the only way your children are not going to sway away to the things of the devil. That is the only way your body is going to be free from sickness and disease. And beloved, it's a very serious matter. It's a very serious thing. And I know that the power of God is available to all those that will call upon His name with a pure heart. And if you want the best that God has to offer, all you've got to do is come unto Him. All you've got to do is humble yourself before Him. All you've got to do is ask Him, the author and the finisher of your faith, to take a hold of your spirit, man, and quicken thou me according unto your word, and don't get away from His presence until you become a powerhouse for God. His eyes are going to and fro throughout the whole earth right now. He wants to show Himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are upright. He wants to move in a mighty way in the, inside the body of Christ right now. I, cannot, I, I can't stand it. I mean to tell you, I can't go in my office when the power of God don't come on me want to knock me off my feet. I cannot stand under the power of God anymore. The power of God is just being so made manifest unto who? To those that will hearken unto His voice. To those that will hear. To those that will humble. To those that will come. To those that will seek. They shall find and know the glory and power of God. Psalm chapter 4 and verse 3 tells us, God has set apart those that are godly for Himself. And David said, in all his perplexity, in all of his trouble, we've not seen, you know, the, the, the adversary that has come against anybody like David. He was out there being chased. He was out there being persecuted. His life was at stake. They wanted to kill him. They wanted to destroy him. There wasn't any human means because there wasn't anybody but him. There wasn't anybody out to help him. But he says, I will believe in the name of the Lord of hosts. You come at me with swords. You come at me with Satan. You come at me with all the powers that you have. But I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come against you in the name of the Almighty God. I come against you and I've set myself apart to be holy before God. And because I did, I belong unto Him. He said that He set me apart for Him. And David says, when I call, He will hear me. He will deliver me. I set myself apart for God and He will deliver me. He can go to sleep. And he says, Lord, you'll sustain me throughout the night. And they should have found him. But the power of God protected and delivered him from the power of evil. Beloved, we're living in a day and age when the devil is trying to snuff out the power of God through all these medias I'm telling you about. There shouldn't be anything that we long for, desire, or hope to have in our life but the manifest presence and power of the resurrected Christ. Paul says, I want you to know what is the exceeding greatness of this power unto you that believe according to the working of His mighty power that He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. You are not a normal individual. We are new creations. We are filled with the presence of God. We are full of the glory of God. We are a peculiar people that have been called out unto God so that we can walk in holiness and manifest the glory and power of our God. It's time to put away all these other avenues of escape and deliverance. Beloved, it's time to look unto God. It's time that our salvation is drawing nigh. It's closer than it first appeared. I want you to know that God is moving right now. You know, the Bible says even those of you that are married, act like you're not even married. For those of you that are, that are out there and you're single, look unto God. Just look unto God. Those of you that are buying and selling, act as if you possess nothing. Look unto God. In other words, have such a strong urging and a strong desire to know the reality of the resurrected Christ and all these other influences, there'll be nothing to you. Beloved, we can't keep this from our children just by telling them, don't do this. That's not enough. You can't keep your flesh from lusting by saying, don't you lust now, because the influence out there is too great. It's too powerful. I said he's utilizing every media possible. Everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, your television set is full of filth anymore. I mean, the magazines you pick up, the magazines you look at in stores, they're terrible anymore. All the news that you read in the newspaper is all bad news. Everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, all the music you hear anymore. What is all this? It's explosions. 
missiles have exploded from Satan's kingdom into the, every, every avenue of life to keep you away from the reality of the power of God. Has God changed? Can He not deliver His people? No. Our faith has waned because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, but doubt coming by hearing that which the devil propagates. And beloved, it's time we start to realize something. There's no in-between with God. I believe He's called out an army right now. He's saying it's black and white. No more gray areas. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Choose ye this hour whom you so because the battle is raging and it's getting more fierce every day. The devil knows that his time is short. He has but a little while. And so he's using all that he has to get everybody to turn away from God. We see more divorces in the world today than ever before. We see more disease than ever before. I mean, we see families falling apart even in Christendom like never before. Why? As I said, social activity is not enough. Legalistic holiness is not enough. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost and with power. And God's, God's Word says, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. We need to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty in such a way that, bless God, the wicked one will not touch us. He's not calling us just to learn how to get some things from God. He's learning. He's calling us to, to learn how to walk in Him and walk with Him in such a way, in such a closeness, that the powers of darkness has no place in us as it had no place in Jesus. That's what He wants today. That's what He's looking for today. A people that will walk with Him in this earth as Enoch walked, as Elijah and Elisha walked, as the prophets walked, and as his blessed son, when he came to this earth, walked and says, I do all those things that are pleasing unto my father. He wants us to walk with him as, as they did. Walk by faith. Walk in the power. Walk in the victory. Beloved, I see God doing a work. He is shaking. I mean, listen. He is shaking up his people right now to realize something. To realize you're not going to make it without the divine flow of power. To realize it's no more this church business, denominational business. It is now be separate, saith the Lord, and come unto me, and don't be ashamed of me, and don't be ashamed of my words. I told you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I told you to speak with other tongues. I told you to take my name. I told you to preach the gospel. I told you to lay hands on the sick. I told you to do all, cast out devils. I told you to take all that I've given unto you and be more than a conqueror in this life right here. That's what he's saying to the church at this hour. That's what he's saying to the body of Christ today. The weapons, beloved, of our warfare are not carnal. You're not going to find it in psychology. You're not going to find an answer to your problem in the world somewhere. We are facing troubles and problems right now in life, beloved, that no human has an answer to. You think about when Jesus came to this earth, He did not come with human reasoning. When Jesus came to this earth, He faced the same kind of troubles that we did. He faced the same kind of perplexities as we, we're facing right now. But He did not come with some magic formula. He came in the power of God. He came anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. He came walking with God His Father. He came fulfilling the Father's will and purpose in life. And as a result, beloved, He shook the ground upon which He walked. He shook the powers of darkness to the very foundation and stripped them of all their authority over mankind. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not in, in intellect. They're not in psychology. 
They're not in medical science. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty and they are through God. And they will pull down these strongholds. The strongholds have been created, as I said, because those bombs have burst. Those missiles have exploded in every avenue of life. Everywhere you turn, it diverts your attention. It sends you in another direction. It divides your interests. Would to God that we loved Him and sought for Him and longed for Him as people long for the things of this world. I cannot believe what I... Sometimes we just walk into the store. We walked in and just saw like where those video games are. I'll tell you what, my wife and I, we just, our mouth hung open. I cannot believe that grown up people will spend hours playing a game. Now I want you to hear something. God heals toes. And I'm speaking under the unction of God's Spirit. And what He has told me to say, I'm going to say. And I'm going to spill it out. Because if not, I'll be accountable and I'll be guilty and your blood will be on me. I can't believe that I, what I see. I can't believe it. They're so captivated by things such as that. He said right in the Amplified Version, it says they'll be caught up lovers of vain amusements more than God. Beloved, do you want to be blessed? Do you want to be entertained? Do you want to be excited beyond belief? you want to be on a high... You get entertained by the King of Kings and by the Lord of Lords, and I'll tell you what, you'll never turn back to anything. I'm not satisfied unless Jesus walks through these aisles and entertains us Himself. How? By raising up the dead, by healing the sick, opening up the blind's eyes, the deaf ears. I'm not satisfied with the God. I'm not satisfied with God in me yet. I want more. I want to be filled with all the fullness of God. I want to hunger and thirst in such a way that I'll not be satisfied. It will not be quenched until I am full of those rivers and overflowing with those rivers and the life of God just pours out of me. Until I walk down a street and conviction comes upon those around me and people are healed as we walk by. Beloved, this is what he is called not preachers unto. He's called the body of Christ unto. That's what spiritual growth and development is. You decreasing, he increasing. Everybody say, I must decrease. He must increase. Father, burn everything out of me. That's called self. By the fire of the Holy Ghost. And put in me the faith of the Son of God that will overpower all the power of the enemy. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name. See, beloved, God's people have been destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge of what? And the title of our message is God's divine power flow. Lack of knowledge of entering into the divine power flow. Lack of knowledge of getting a hold of the, the power of God. And we made a religion out of Christianity. And Christianity is not a religion. There is a divine power flow. There is a power of God that flows from the throne of God through the Lord Jesus Christ by the avenue of the Holy Ghost, the divine agent of God. And it will flow into every individual who will come unto Him and say, Fill me, Lord, unto overflowing. Purify me, Lord, and make me holy. Change me, Lord, until I walk like Jesus. And it's, 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 it's given to every individual in every walk of life. And the Lord said to me, Just go ahead and just... Name every walk of life so that they know what you're talking about. You're either a husband, you're a wife, or you're a child. 
You're a single man. You're a single woman. You're a divorced man or a divorced woman. You're a widow or a widower. Did I leave anybody out? That means no matter what walk of life we represent right now, there is dunamis. There is dynamite, power. There is authority. There is the glorious power of God, no matter what area of life you may be representing right now, that will come under you and put you over top the mountain so that you can go into the valley and let your light so shine for Jesus until the glory of God comes on those around you. It is the divine power flow of God. It is the purpose of God. There isn't any reason. We don't have an excuse to be defeated in life. Now, I want you to hear me, especially for those of you that are single. Sometimes we're guilty of leaving the single ones out. You're going to hear it today, singles. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. And you're going to walk out. Are you ready? You're going to walk out aglow. When you walk out those doors, you're going to be changed. When you walk out those doors, I mean the glory of God's going to radiate out of your spirit and flow from you like a mighty river. God is going to work a work in you today that only God can work in you today. You've been deceived too long. I'm going to share with you why. Some of the times we we don't speak a whole lot on that, but, but you'll get it today. You'll get it today. Homes are made up of people. I just named all those individuals. For that home to operate and to function like God would have it in this earth, it takes the power of God. You cannot get by by Egypt's or the world's means. There'll be a day that it catches up with you, and if you don't have the power of God flowing through you, you may have to die young. And I'm just speaking truth, beloved. There are some that are widowers. There are some that are widows because of the fact the power flow was stopped. There wasn't enough for the power of God to sustain that life to an older age. I've got to speak the truth. He didn't say, I give long life unto one. I'll give long life unto all that will dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. Isn't that what he said? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, that you may live long on the earth, and it'll be well with you. Well days, healthy days, long days. God has a power flow. He has an avenue. He has a way to get it over to you. And it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in. It is possible unto you. When Jesus came to this earth, He was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good. He went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil. When the devil got in His way, He didn't go to the world. He didn't go to Egypt. I want you to know that when the devil got in His way, He went to prayer. He went to the Word. He spoke the Word. And when He spoke that Word, beloved, I want you it shook hell. It shook the earth and the heavens were open and the power of God, the Holy Ghost, came and lighted on him like a dove. And everywhere he went and whatever he did, he did under the unction and anointing of the Spirit of God. Some of you say, I don't need the Holy Ghost. I beg your pardon. You could not be more holy than than Jesus, the Son of God. You couldn't walk more with God than Jesus did. You couldn't know your Father more than Jesus did or better than He did. Your, your human life is not better than Jesus, yet Jesus did not one miracle till He was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. Amen. 
There wasn't one miracle he did. There wasn't anything he professed to be until he got out there as the Son of God and he began to demonstrate in the power of the Spirit that God can overpower the devil. I hear people say all the time, the devil's so powerful, the devil's so strong. I say, no, no, you've been mistaught. You don't understand. The devil's defeated. The devil's been stripped. The devil's been annihilated. The devil's been destroyed. No, don't give him that credit. Jesus is greater than the devil. And the power of God will overpower the devil any place, any time, anyhow. Oh, beloved, it's time to not just confess words into our spirit. It's time to believe the gospel. Jesus said it's time to repent and believe the gospel. What is the gospel? That the Jesus you serve is greater than the devil. He beat him, he annihilated him, he defeated him, and he says, I give you power to tread on the same serpent scorpion that I did. Can you see where your answers are? You see where the solutions are? It is entering into the divine flow of God's power and let God's power work through you. And until you get charged up with the Holy Ghost, beloved, you're going to take a back seat to the devil. I'm telling you right now. They're finding out. Holiness teaching even. They're finding out. You know what they're finding out? It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to keep our marriages together. It wasn't enough to keep our children from swaying away. I told them not to go to movies. I told them not to go swimming. I told them not to do this. I told them not to do that. And, you know, it wasn't enough. They're finding out. Why? Because there was another power out there that created this atmosphere that's influencing them, coming under them and saying, do it, do it, do it, do it. And they fell by it. Because everywhere they looked, it was there. Television, radio, records, magazines, papers, friends, etc., etc., etc. Beloved, it takes the dynamite, dynamic, the dynamo, the working of the Holy Ghost and power inside the life of any believer to overcome the powers of darkness. And they're all wrapped up in the name of Jesus. I want you that are singles, especially. I want us all to turn to this scripture, but especially those of you that are singles. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Satan has no power. Everybody say that with me. The power that comes from above is ordained of God. And when God ordained the world, and when God set everything in motion, He made Lucifer an anointed cherub, and He saw to it that He was in His place of power and authority, and He knew that power and authority only under the power of God. He chose to rebel against God. He chose to rebel and turn his back and walk away. He's out of God's divine power flow. You want to see how much power he has? You thought you was going to raise your throne up above the kingdom of God, but thou shalt be brought down to hell. You see where his power is at? Which is ordained of God. Romans 13, chapter 1st verse says. So you know what the devil does? Comes in. Comes in the back door. Sneaks in. And illegally enters into this realm or sphere of life. And entices Eve, deceives her, until Adam forfeits his power. 
And now Satan becomes the god of this world and has power delegated to him from Adam. God says, what am I going to do? I know what I'll do. I'll send my only beloved son to go back down to that earth and save that which was lost. And beloved, I want you to realize this, that when Jesus came to this earth, he didn't defeat the devil for himself. The power that came from God was still above that which was given or yielded over to Satan. But when it was turned over to him, he didn't want the human to suffer under that burden. Satan being their God, his people. So he sent Jesus. When Jesus came to this earth, he came and destroyed him that had the, that had the, that had the power of death, that is the devil. He stripped him, he annihilated him, he paralyzed him, put him beneath our feet, and when he was raised up from the dead, Jesus says, All power is given unto me both in heaven and in earth. All. Everybody say, All power. That means all authority. So through the redemptive work of Christ, all that power that Jesus received when he was ascended on high and seated at the right hand of the majesty on high, he said, Wait ye in the city of Jerusalem, and ye shall be endued with... With what? Power from on high. No power is ordained except it be ordained of God. And the power that Satan had, he deceivingly stole it. And so Jesus came back and legally got it back for us. And now he, Satan, has no power. But as children of the Most High God, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of deception of the devil of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So you see, beloved, we have the power. But the power flow came into us by the agent of the Holy Ghost, ordained of God through the redemptive work of Christ by the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, the power is in me. See, I have the power of God in me. So the power of God has come unto you and power, just as I said, just means authority. You have power and authority over all the power of the enemy. And the weapon of your warfare is not carnal, but mighty through God. So the pulling down of what? What has Satan created over our heads? What hovers above us because of, of his exploding these fiery missiles into every stream of life? An evil influence, a stronghold of darkness. Doing what? Enticing our children enticing you to draw your interest away from the Almighty God. Serve this, serve that, serve this. A little bit for God. And the people in the body of Christ are experiencing this much power with God. But beloved, hear how to let the power flow. The valve to be turned on full speed ahead. And it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in. You're going to get set free. First Corinthians chapter 7. You will recover yourself out of the snare of the devil. You'll find out just how deceived you can be if you don't really 
meditate the things of God where you're at. In the seventh chapter of 1 Corinthians, let me start out by saying this. The head of Christ is the Father. The head of a man is Christ. The head of the wife is her husband. And then the children are to be obedient to their parents. This is the divine flow of power. You say, but I'm a single person. And some single people, you know, I hear a lot of it. Well, you know, it's hard serving God being single. We've got so many influences out there. It's hard being single because we're lonely. It's hard being single because, you know, we're influenced by our friends and and, and others. It's hard when you don't have a mate. My beloved, if you've been guilty of saying that, I want, I want the Word of God to correct you. You're, sat, you're mistaken. And I say it with all the love I have in my heart. Because if you cannot serve God, then we might as well all go home. Do you know why? Listen to what the Word of God says about it. Verse 29. I mean, I'm reading from the Amplified, so I can do that. Amplified, so please follow, but listen to what I'm saying also. So that it will expand the, the meaning. I'll read each verse one at a time. Verse 29. 1 Corinthians 7, 29. I mean, brethren, the appointed time has been winding up and it has grown very short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as if they had none. Verse 30. And those who weep and mourn as though they were not weeping and mourning. And those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing. And those who buy as though they did not possess anything. Verse 31. And those who deal with this world, overusing the enjoyments of this life, let them live as though they were not absorbed by it, and as if they had no dealings with it. For the outward form of this world, the present world order, is passing away. Verse 32. My desire is to have you free from all anxiety and distressing care. The unmarried man... The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly matters, how he may please his wife. And the married man is drawn in diverging directions. His interests are divided and he is distracted from his devotion to God. Paul did not say it's harder for a single person. Paul said it's harder for a married man. He is distracted. Not only must he develop with God, but he must develop with family, with wife, with children. His interests are in diverging directions. They're divided. They have more than one identity. The power flow is now dependent upon other people in that family. But the single man should have no other interest but of knowing God intimately, personally, walking with God. That should be where your interest is. The single person. Let's go on. And the unmarried woman or the girl is concerned and anxious about the matters of the Lord. How to be holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, 
separated and set apart in body and spirit. But the married woman has her cares centered in earthly affairs, how she may please her husband. In other words, the married woman cannot only give her attention to the things of God. She has identities. She is also a wife and she is a mother. She can't give all day to the Word. She can't give all day to just being set apart under the Lord. She's got responsibilities. These responsibilities are extremely important. Paul was not belittling them in any way. But he was answering the questions that they had. Youth of today, single people of today, you don't need social activities. No. Because I want you to know, social activities will not enhance your walk with the Lord. Youth of today, it's not going to be a mate that causes you to walk with God. It'll be a mate that's going to cause you to be in diverting directions. Divided. Your interests will be divided. You'll have more responsibility. Now you'll have to serve God and also develop this relationship and take care of the children. If there's any people upon the face of the earth that should be on fire, if there's any people on this earth that should be overflowing with the power and the life and the omnipotence and the presence of God, it should be all those who can devote their time and interest unto the Lord wholly. Can you see what has happened, beloved? You've been so deceived because the devil has come and told you it's harder for you. It's more difficult for you. You need to get into this place, this bar over here, to meet somebody. You say, but I'm lonely. You know, Jesus says the most rejected man on this earth was Jesus Christ of Nazareth, a man rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He says, I'm never alone. He said, my Father is with me always. I'm never alone. I'm not being hard on you. Please don't take it that way. You know what I want to do? I want it so to stir you up inside your spirit, man. I want you to start to see that we need to capture our, recapture ourselves out of the snare of the devil. That stronghold was built up and developed by those influences. And the Bible says, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God that are pulling you out of these strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. What did the knowledge of God say? And bring into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. And he said in his word that if you are the single person, your interests are not in vain amusements. Your interest is not just being socialized. But you are so interested in walking with God that God is your Father. Jesus is your brother that sticketh, your friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And you are so on fire for God. Now, are you ready? You singles that are looking for a mate, are you ready? You are so lit up with God. If you can't serve God being single, and you're having a difficult time serving God being single, and it is more work to serve God being married 
Who's God going to send you for a mate? Who wants somebody who can't serve God? Are you hearing me? If you've released your faith for a mate, that should be secondary. You are so walking with God that He sees you and says, you need a mate. But He's not going to send somebody to somebody who can't serve God. Are you hearing me? Oh, let me ask you this question. If you're that person, would you want God to send somebody to you who can't serve Him? I said, would you want God to send you a mate who can't serve Him? Or, you know, when you confess the word for your perfect mate, he has a hard time serving God. Father, I want somebody that has a hard time serving you. I want to have somebody who just can't walk in the Spirit. I want to have somebody you know who's all caught up in vain amusements, who needs to be socialized. Is that who you asked for? I said, is that who you asked for? You said, I want somebody that is born again, spirit-filled, faith-walking, love-talking, tongue-talking, living epistles of the living Christ, known and read of all men. I want that one for my mate. Well, be that one. Can you say amen? Be that one. And the Lord will say, glory, I found it. Here you go. You belong together. No, that's deception of the devil. The devil told you you was lonely. The devil told you that you can't serve God. The devil told you you need to have all this activity. No, all you need is your friend that's sticking closer than a brother. All you need is an intimate, personal, deep relationship with God because you're not going to get it these other ways. And when you're getting married, it becomes harder. I don't know about you, but I've watched my wife work from day to night. And she says, my longing desire is to be more with God. My longing desire is to be more in the Word. But I've got so much responsibility. And you're looking at one of them. She's got to contend with the preacher who's always in the Word somewhere. Always praying somewhere. And he comes home praying in other tongues and she says, I've got diapers. Do you see what I'm saying? The reason why I haven't touched the, the husbands and the wives as of yet, because you single people, you make husbands and wives. And if you have a deep, personal, intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and you know your Father right now, and you are so on fire for God, and you've got the life and power of God flowing through you as a single man, and that woman, she's got the power of God flowing into her, and you are responsible to Jesus, your head. She is responsible to you, her husband. When God puts you together, He's put together a charge. Bless God, it's high voltage. And I mean that that powerful is going to come on down and it's going to go right on through the both of you and your children and you will be a family who will walk in this realm, in this sphere of life and say, no, 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 the power of God is greater in me than all the power that's around us and we are a family who shall serve the Lord God Almighty and the forces of evil will not touch us. There's where we got to get the family restored. That's how we're going to get husbands and wives and children delivered and healed and set free, by the power flow. But if we can't raise up single people, who can we raise up? You don't start backwards. You start with those that are being raised up. And then when you get married, you become, oh dear Lord, look out. The devil will see you coming down the street. Oh, they belong to a home that's on fire for God. 
See, you can't wait to start developing that, that relationship with God after you get married. And you can't think you're going to change your husband or you're going to change your wife, you know, when you get married. But if you're on fire for God right now, beloved, I want you to know it'll carry through your marriage. See, we had a disadvantage. My wife and I didn't know God when we got married. We didn't know God when we had our first baby. Almost lost her. The reason why I'm so on fire with this thing, beloved, because if we did not know what we know of God, if we did not know what we know of faith, my daughter might be dead right now or paralyzed right now, and I wouldn't have two more boys. And to me, that's everything. Do you see it? Getting married is not going to help you to serve God better. Getting married is not going to give you more of the power of God. You said, but I thought to an agreement. Yeah, but you can agree with anybody. You can come up here and agree with me. There's power in agreement as a single person. And he's not talking about two people getting married. He's not saying that, that it's wrong. He's saying that when you do, you both have certain things you have to do, you must do. So consequently, you are distracted in your devotion to God. You know, you, he's got to go to work and be concerned now about the children. And pay the rent, and etc., 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 etc. She's got things that she has to do. You, beloved, there are more people living together in this world right now than ever before. Do you know why? Because men don't want responsibility, and because women do not want to be submissive. And that atmosphere has come straight from the pit of hell, straight from that influence I'm talking to you about. They don't want to be submissive to a man, and man doesn't want to be submissive to Christ. And when you get them together, what do you have? You've got the power flow, but it's a wrong power flow. It's a power flow of evil. See, the devil's been speaking to... I know he's been speaking to some of your hearts and heads, minds. You've got it rough. Beloved, I'm going to go a step further. I didn't mean to get into this, but I'll go down to the 40, 40th verse first, then I'll go back up to verse 35. Are you ready for this? Well, I'll tell you, the Word of God will straighten out our thinking. The Word of God has set you free if you'll let it. If you are a widow or a widower, look, look at this verse. But in my opinion, a widow is happier, more blessed, and to be envied if she does not remarry. That's what it says. Oh, God, deliver us from our traditional thinking. Why is he saying that? Why? Beloved, the power flow is for every person I named. When you are single, when you are male or female single, the power flow, you tap right into it. When you're a child, it comes from father to mother to child. When you are a wife, husbands, Dwell with your wives according to knowledge. My people destroy it because lack of knowledge. Honoring them as the weaker vessel so that your prayers are not, so that the power flow is not disrupted. Men don't want to be the spiritual head. Responsibility. To who? To Jesus. You won't have to answer to your wife in heaven. You have to answer some of you wives have been trying to get your husbands to be the spiritual head. I'm not getting on everybody's toes, believe me. The Holy Ghost is. I blame it on Him. But 
Beloved, you think your wife's nagging, saying, be the spiritual head of this house. Be the spiritual. No. Jesus is saying, I am your head. You are responsible to me. The power flow comes from me, Jesus, to you, the husband, and it'll then flow through your family. It'll keep them whole. It'll keep them sound, bless God, if you'll just let me be your head. And when we say, no, Lord, let my wife do all the religious stuff. Beloved, I want you to know this right now. You will face Jesus someday, and he'll tell you face to face, I am your head. You didn't allow me to be your head. You were not submissive to me. You didn't subject yourself to me. You stop my power flow. Then he says, why didn't you heal us? Beloved, when we got this thing working, I didn't know a word I'm preaching to you today. We got this thing going together. I want you to know that the devil came knocking on our door with disease, tried to kill my daughter. He tried everything that could come your you know, way possible. I mean, I'm not just making things up. But I got a hold of the Word of God as a man, as a husband, as a father. I saw that the Bible says He separates those unto Himself that are godly. I saw that that Bible says that if a man serves me, his wife shall be a fruitful vine. I saw that if I serve the living God, then my wife through me, through the power of God, has the right to be a fruitful vine. And I laid hands on her. And beloved, I believe this. No matter what it was, I don't care. He had to recreate her organs. There was so much power and faith coming out of me when I walked in, into that room that morning coming from that train. I was so full of God that when I laid my hand on her, if he had to recreate her organs, he would have done it to bring our children into this world. That's a power flow. We're looking after the great things of God, but beloved, we've got to line up with the authority of God. We've got to line up with, with the government of God and let the power flow. So a widow... Even a widow. He doesn't want you to be lonely anymore. Listen. He don't want you. He says you're to be envied. Why? Well, look at, let's look at the bright side of it. God has seen to it or chosen or whatever reason what has happened. If your mate is off in glory, then that person who's off in glory is waiting with a smile on their face for you. They're in glory. They're having a beautiful time. They're at the feet of Jesus. They're walking on the streets of gold. Hallelujah. And here we are. And if you are involved, if you are that person, beloved, I want you to know, he says you're to be in, but you've got a hope. You're going to be reunited. You've got something to look forward to. And right now, just look unto Jesus and let him be your husband. Look unto Jesus and let him, you know, be your friend, be your partner. And you can get so deep into God, bless God, he may take you off into glory. That's what he's saying to us. For those of us that have mates that are not serving God like they should be, there's a divine flow of power. And if it's the woman who's believing for the wife, there is a divine flow. First Peter chapter 3 gives you a divine flow of power. tells you exactly what to do to communicate the power of God to your mate. I try to tell about the people, but they don't have faith in it. We need to go to this. We need to go to that. We need to hear this. Beloved, if God does not have the answer in His Word, to whom shall we go? To whom shall we turn? If I can't believe that he said that if you live a chaste, godly lifestyle before your mate with all integrity and all holiness and sobriety, if I can't believe that that will work, then I don't know who to turn to. I don't know who to go to. He said, if you'll do it, my power will flow. You know what, beloved? It's time we believe God. You get before the presence of God boldly and you say, Father God, you said if I live this life before my husband, you said if I live this life as you told me, if you said that they would be one without the word, well, I'm, com I'm coming to you in Jesus' mighty name. I'm coming with reverence and humility, but I'm telling you that I believe you're not a man to lie and that you've got to honor your word. You've got to keep your word. And if you've got to send an angel over to my husband or an angel over to my wife, I expect you to do it. 
I'm not doing this for nothing. I'm not here for nothing. I'm not on my knees for nothing. You know, we have a right. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace. We don't have the victory because we don't shout. Come boldly to the throne of grace and let's expect God to do what He said He would do. Brother Norval Hayes went to the throne of God for his daughter who was off in drugs and dope and alcohol and everything else when she was at one time serving God. He was so caught up in it, he didn't know what to do about it. He was burdened by that care. He was burdened under that pressure. I mean, he didn't know what to do. Finally, God had to get him quiet and say, look, would you shut up for a while, he told him when he was praying. He says, why don't you just do what you preach from the pulpit and I'll do it for you. He says, boy, that's a low blow. He says, you're not believing me by faith and power. Why don't you get a hold of my power and let me do it for you? He says, that's it. Oh, bless God. He began to just speak the Word of God. He began to thank God that she was delivered. Thank God that she was free. He says, I see her walking with God. I see her in the church. I see her worshiping God. I see her in Bible school. I see her magnifying the Lord. I see her serving God. And he, he wouldn't go to nobody else. Oh, Father, I see what your Word says is true. I thank you that in Jesus' name you're doing it. You know, he finally, there was no way that, that girl was coming around. No way! You know what he did? He sent an angel to her room. There was no way she's coming around, beloved. She could have been lost for eternity. But because this man would not let go of the power of God and kept leaving, letting it flow, an angel stood over her bed. Didn't even say a word. She got up on, on drugs, everything, come 4 o'clock in the morning. She looked over. And she saw that big old angel. She got out of bed to make sure it was an angel. It walked out the hallway. She looked. No word was spoken. She gave her life back to God. If God needs to send an angel, it'll be because you. Did you notice that Daniel, the angel said to Daniel, I came for thy words. Did you hear that? I came for thy words. Not the words of a psychologist. Not the words of a counselor. I came for the word you spoke from your heart, out of your mouth. You believe God. And I came. It's time to repent and believe the gospel. If you're a single person out there, the divine power flow comes directly to you. And if you can't serve God, it's because the God in you is not big enough then. There's no, there's no other way around it. It doesn't come through anybody else to you. It comes from the Father, through Jesus, by the Holy Ghost, to you. Now, don't tell me you can't serve God, because if you can't, where does that put us married folk? Where does it put us married folk? He says you've got diverted interests. It's harder for you. Verse 35, let's read that before we close. I don't know where the time flies. First Corinthians seven thirty five. Now I say this for your own welfare and profit, not to put a halter of restraint upon you, but to promote what is seemly and good order and to secure your undistracted, undivided devotion to the Lord. I'll read it again since you don't have Amplified Bibles, most of you. 
Now I say this for your own welfare and profit, not to put a halter of restraint upon you, but to promote what is seemly and good order and to secure your undistracted, undivided devotion to the Lord. So in other words, that person who is single is undivided, undistracted, and if you wanted to, you can devote most of your time unto the Lord. What gain? The power of God. So that when you do get married, you won't have to say, will my kids die young? Will they get diseased? And will I have miscarriages? Beloved, these things don't fall out of the trees like ripe cherries. It's because you purpose in your heart to seek God with all your heart until you're, not, you're so unsatisfied. The only thing you're satisfied with is being dissatisfied. And you are so dissatisfied that you want more of God inside you until you're aglow. All those other things are enticing. For what purpose? To get you away from this kind of life. Oh, young ones of today, you have the opportunity to hear what, what, what is being spoken through God's Word under the anointing. I never had it. My wife never had it. A lot of us never had it. Some of you older people have had it. We haven't had it. I didn't have it. I just got saved seven and a half years, almost eight years ago. I didn't have that. I was already married. I didn't know I could know God like that then. But I want you to know, if I'd have known it way back when, if my wife would have known it way back when, whoa, it'd be hard for you to stand up right now. I mean, to tell you, glory be to God, I would be so dissatisfied until God just began to pour His life out of me and change me. You know, this, I, I could never understand what the psalmist meant when he said, Lord, I long for Thee. My soul thirsts for Thee. My flesh is hungry and thirsty for You as in a dry and thirsty land when the water is. He says, I want to absorb You into my pores. Until You take over and consume me. All right, beloved, you, especially you young ones, listen, or singles. I say young anywhere in that age. So if you're single, you're single. If you're divorced, I didn't touch that yet. You still may be single. You've got other responsibilities, etc. It's harder for you also. Did you ever notice this? It's harder for those that are married have children, those that are divorced have children. They've got a lot of responsibility. And in many cases, they're hurt. But, beloved, the single men should be strong in the Word, the Bible says. Strong in the Lord, the power of His might. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.